to movie night with the boys. I'm John. And I'm Zach. We'll be your hosts for this podcast. And tonight we are discussing Predestination. Tell us about it. Oh, I love this movie. Um, Yeah, I probably watched this movie 2016 for the first time. Uh, It was pretty sweet. Um, But yeah, so Predestination basically chronicles the life of a temporal agent sent on a eccentric series of time-traveling journeys designed to ensure the continuation of his law enforcement career for all eternity. (coughs) Now, Now on his final assignment, the agent must pursue the one criminal that has eluded him throughout time. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's basically the generic version of what happens throughout the movie. Right. Um, our cast list, we have basically only three actors in the whole movie. So, you know, you yeah. have, uh, <laughs> so there's the barkeep who is Ethan Hawken or Ethan Hawk. Uh, Mr. Robinson, that was Noah Taylor, and then you had Jane and John, who was played by Sarah Snoke, which she did an amazing job, I might oh, add. She was fabulous, she was very good. I, um, right. j- just off the get for her, her introduction, I was convinced I was looking at a man. I was convinced. Oh yeah, I mean, when I first watched it, I wouldn't, I didn't really, I wasn't really paying attention to that very much, until like, you know, um, until it's revealed. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so basically, the movie is based off a short story from 1959 called "All You Zombies," um, which. I read the short story, and it's essentially just a fast version of the movie. So I don't, me personally, I don't quite understand the name of it. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, they talk a lot about the Ouroboros, you know, the snake that's eating its own tail, basically, you know, circle, uh, just keeps... Going round and round. Right. Um, Yeah, it was this movie is essentially just a never ending paradox. You know, when you think when you think about it. Um, But yeah, so that's the question that we can discuss later. Because right now is the beginning. Yeah, your mic is now really low. Okay, I think. Is this better? Yeah. Okay. That part we'll discuss at the end of the movie, because I think there's something to be said about this paradox. Okay. Um, yeah, so basically, well, let's get into it. So right. this will be the good, the bad, and the meh. Um, everyone's got an opinion about everything. We're going to express our ups, our downs, and our 
whatevers uh, it, when it comes to this movie. Um, my first, my first good being the person who's seeing this movie for the first time today was this story delivered a powerful emotional impact within the first 15 minutes, which is an impressive turn for a movie that I've never seen before. Because most movies wait a little while to really start digging at the emotion. And, and the whole scene with, with Jane or John in the bar meeting Ethan Hawke and the conversation and the way that it just progresses so smoothly but so quickly, it, 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 I, I was actually on the edge of my seat almost immediately just because I wanted to know how it was going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how long did it take you to realize that Ethan Hawke was also... I didn't know. I didn't know until the fucking end. Like, oh, wow. okay. that part That part evaded me. Huh. Okay. To be, to be perfectly honest, I thought, and I picked this up early on, it was about, about the scene in the hospital when they told Jane that she couldn't continue. I think it was about then, but it might have been earlier. She was in the hospital. It was, okay, the doctor was telling her about the baby. When they were telling her about her, her uh, inside mix-up, um, at that point I was convinced that Ethan Hawke was the baby's father, and I guess I was right. <laughs> but the the point of it was unclear to me at first until the the whole scene of. The first time you see the repetition. Because I didn't see that coming. I, I, I personally didn't see that part coming. Okay. Okay. Um, what, I, like, what I actually like really enjoyed is that you actually got the whole story, basically, from life, like from beginning life, to death like you you actually get a whole story you yep. know and <clears throat> it, it is told kind of very i don't know chopped up in like from you know two different angles but mm-hmm. i don't know i just i i really enjoyed the the storytelling and, and all the twists but watching it again like watching it this is what third or fourth <laughs> time watching it uh the movie tells you basically from the get-go what's like everything that's going on you just you just got to pick up on the cues yeah and pay be paying attention for that and it's just i like, mean because i was watching and i was just like huh okay mm-hmm. right like always the first even the first time i watched it that song that was playing like i'm my own grandpa uh um, yeah i started picking up on some shit with that too but no, like from the get go, I kind of that right off the bat, and I was just like, "Hmm." And then every single time, John was like, "Oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't understand." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I would understand, right?" Like everything, it was, it was all there, and it's just like, "Huh," you know. That's why, like, that's why I did enjoy watching it, like again for the fourth time, you know. Yeah. Let me yeah. see a lot more stuff. Um, 
the meh, uh, honestly, I don't really have a meh, right? Um, I would say maybe more so like about her childhood when she's like fighting and stuff. Like that, that that's kind of meh. I don't really see um, that being too too important, right? Or when she almost gets hit by the car, and then the, the guy's like, "What the hell are you doing?" And she's like, "Bam!" Punches the window, and she's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> yeah, she's like, just damn. The headlight, like, I, I would yeah. have to completely agree on the meth for that because it just that that specific scene. That's what comes to mind. She didn't have any with the amount of physicality that she shows in every other scene. There's no reason for her to get mad and punch a fucking headlight out of a car. There was no reason for her to look outside the fence. I mean, the only reason I can see that she pursued that that specific course of action, and it's very minorly relayed to later, is how, at the end of it all, love was still a factor to them all. Like how... You know, you say you don't love, but you do love, and that's what you really want, but you're afraid. The the scene at dinner. So that right there, that scene that we're discussing as the meth, though I completely agree, is meth. It, it could have been left out because the rest of the movie would have filled in the gaps anyways. Um, but the, the I think the imagery was she saw the little girl being given chocolate or ice cream, I believe it was, um, and it just made her want that family aspect of love so to that degree, I still say meh. Yeah, I mean, it, that doesn't that doesn't really make sense why you would still punch the light. Yeah, punch oh yeah, that that whole like I said, meh. And if, uh, if, if they left it looking through the fence, it would have been meh. But at least it would have made sense and ended where it needed to. Exactly, because they also didn't show us her fighting like all the other girls until after that scene. Yep. Right? So it wasn't like we knew she was aggressive. And I don't think she really was until she started getting picked on. Right? So. That's what it seemed like. She didn't seem like she antagonized at first. No. Um, yeah. And then the bad. Honestly, I don't really have much bad. Like, <laughs> maybe go back to the mess scene. That was my bad. That's my bad choice as well um i think my bad isn't that a scene happened i think it was that it happened in a way that i would have rather it be differently placed what do you mean <laughs> so that opening scene with the bomb when he's running into the boiler room there I would have much rathered the movie start with him opening his eyes after the explosion when he was already all fucked up. And then I would rather him have had that be like a flashback or something later on. Because it still could have happened, but I don't think opening the movie with that beat it just seemed a little bit too in your face for how the rest of the 45 minutes of introduction and material that wasn't mostly action because 45 minutes into the movie, we were still in the bar. So half the movie was spent 
after a 45 second, one minute scene of explosion and, you know, a fight and him giving him his violin back. And yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't happen at the beginning of the movie. It didn't happen right at the beginning. No, at the what beginning of the, at the beginning of the movie, he got blown up, and then someone passed him his thing, and he disappeared and woke up in the hospital. That's because, what I'm saying. That's yes, what I'm but talking it's a about. Two second scene, though. That's the whole point. But that's the whole thing. That's where the story starts. That's where he sees the paradox. That's where the that's where it starts. Well, no, 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 no. I know. I get uh, what I'm saying is I would have no. It wouldn't. Him... It would, but but that's the whole that's the whole thing, right? You can't say it start. It, it really it could start wherever, but I don't see a problem yeah. with it starting with that explosion, right? Like I don't. You know what I mean? It shows like. It's just that that's the whole thing. It's supposed to just you. You're, you're not supposed to really understand what's going on, right? Oh, no, of course I get and, that. But then again, too, what would what what there was no flashbacks in this whole movie other than when he was telling the story, right? That was it. That was it. Everything else after that, the whole next time they show off that scene, right? There, that the the barkeep isn't reminiscing at all. So you would have never seen that scene if the movie didn't start from there. I know. I'm not right. saying that. So, I'm, but, that's, but that's what you're saying, saying, though. Like, if you want to start a different place, that cuts that whole scene out. No, I'm saying if if they if there was a way, if this is again, if there was a way to fluidly put that in somewhere else, without it being um, just filler somewhere, I personally would have liked to see the movie start with him opening his eyes because when he opened his eyes in the hospital scene, the way they looked, the way that they were clearly still full of the expression of shock, it kind of left me like. Ooh. Okay, but the guy didn't lose his memory. He knew what was going on. So when he opened his eyes, nobody explained you were caught in an explosion. So again, yeah. you can't you yeah. can't just have him wake up and that that's that. You know what I mean? Like there has that's fair. But th- again, that's that's part of the replacing the scene with you know if it can fluidly replace. That's no, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. I don't think you could do that. Probably not. But I would. As as a viewer myself, I would have just liked to see that opening scene with that just the boom to the face. I I like those kind of opening, almost not jump scare, but like just like a it jumps at you kind of moment. I like those kind. Of, that's just a perspective I that I. Like. I think I think I think it was like. No, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm saying it was the only thing that I. That's think your I bad. Would that's your bad about. choice, though. <laughs> I don't want to make no bads. I gotta say something, right? Um, Anywho, um, but yeah, real, real. Honestly, I really don't have any bad. I have no. I have no actual uh, criticism of the movie. The only, yeah, no. I don't really. I don't. It was a great. Like I loved it. So yeah, yeah well, I have yeah. to say my. My meh is also my bad, so that's that. Um, that's why this is an opinion piece. Um, but uh, but here's the other <laughs> thing too, right? So think about this: the barkeep, essentially, has to kidnap his own grandchild and bring him back to the past so that he can continue to exist. 
No, he's not going to kid to kidnap his grandchild. He's going back to kidnap himself. It's still no, it's his grandchild. You don't like you don't understand. When he goes down, he is the guy that he's like touching, he's his lover, he's his father. That's the whole he's thing. Also himself though. It's it he is yeah, her. But, hey, but you're not looking at it proper. Yes, he is her, she is him. But they're all still like the two oh, people yeah, who yeah. made I'm, the, the two mind people mind. who made the kid is the is are the parents. So herself like herself and himself okay. are the mom and the and the father. Therefore, <laughs> whoever whoever is the whoever is the father of the person who created said person is the grandfather. It's that's what it is. That's the whole purpose of adding the I'm my own grandpa, because that's exactly what it is. Like so, I'm he keeps that. stealing his own grandchild, which is himself, yeah. to take back in the past, so he can continue to exist. I just think it's it's misleading to call your own like literally one hundred percent your own DNA <laughs> your grandchild. I think but, it's but, but that's what it is. No, I I, I get it. It's, it's a generation. It's but a that, generation. But that's it, it. It's that. But as imagine if it was like you know. If it was actual, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. No, I get I it. I I get what you're saying. I just again, it's it's layering differently because of how much you know. You know what I mean. I I, I totally understand. It's it's about the generation. Right. I don't know if you caught that though. But what about? Did you catch the fact that the fizzle bomber is the reason why time travel was created? I think I missed that. Yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> I'm guessing you didn't catch it the first time either. No, no, I didn't. Definitely not. I don't really remember the first time I watched it, to be honest, because I've seen, seen it a couple more. I just, yeah, exactly. But yeah, the Fizzle Bomber, right, is the reason why they like time travel is created in the first place. And the other thing is. Mr. Robinson was behind the fizzle bomber from the get-go. Cause he created he's he's the one who created John and Jane and essentially created that paradox to huh. try and make the perfect the perfect time agent. He says it all. He, he says he says the whole thing. I must have misunderstood his monologue. He said, like, he's like, you're the you're the perfect you're the per like you have no connection to the past. I heard him say the perfect the paradox. Yeah, he explained yeah, exactly. Explain it. He's the one who did that. I didn't I didn't pick up that he drove it like that, but I guess it makes sense. What do you mean? They said it at the end of the movie. That's where they was said. Buddy, like Mr. Robinson said all his shit, right? Yeah. Told you to say that he was the one who did it. Then you go to the end of the movie when he's talking to the Fizzle Bomber, and the Fizzle Bomber is like, Mr. Robinson is the one who created us. Oh. And then it makes then it makes all sense. That's what I'm like, you have like you gotta connect it connect it all. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing. Well, I mean, um, like I said, I got everything else connected, obviously. I kind of actually picked up that he was the bomber earlier on. Like it kind of it registered to me as a sensible thing with the whole Kind of like the looper uh, way to look at it. 
I think we said that you had seen Looper, right? Kind of. I don't really remember it. So, essentially, you, you, you kill people sent back in time until you kill yourself when you get sent back in time. And when you kill yourself, then you can stop doing the job and you progress forward. And then you're sent back a certain amount of number of years later, you're sent back to be killed by yourself. It's an infinite loop. Okay, but they don't know that they're killing themselves. That's, that's, I remember that's the premise of it. Yes. The whole... Yes. But the, well, what I'm saying is it's similar in the fact that it's infinite loop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. This, At least um, that's what I picked up on. This movie was like kind of a mixture of uh, predestination and minority report. Predestination was the movie. Or sorry, pre- fuck. Um, Looper <laughs> and pre- Looper. Yeah. Looper. Yeah. I can agree with that 100%. Minority Report was essentially the same movie, but with much less personal and much more broad you, There was no time travel in that. Minority Report wasn't the one where he traveled. They, um, they, no, no, that wasn't time travel. It was they got information that was... Uh, they take a stop crime before it yeah. happened. Yeah, it was a similar aspect, though. It was basically the same definition, predestination. How? That makes absolutely well, no sense. You're figuring it out before it gets determined. Well, before it happens. Okay, but there's no, there's no, there's no pre, like, there's no predest, like, there's no predestination. There's no, like, there's no. Um, there's no loop. There's, there's, you know what I mean. Like, there's no paradox. Oh, like, the whole well, purpose no, that's, of that's... Prede- predestination is a paradox. Oh yeah, that's right. You said that. I still think predestiny when I hear it, but that's what I told you off. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's the thing. Predestination is, is a paradox in itself. So, it's the only thing that's kind of relatable is that that's what their jobs are. They are agents to stop crime before it happens, which again was stated yeah. directly in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Even though you only actually see one. Well, I mean, you get you get the board of all the different fizzle bombing, but you only really see the fizzle bombing. I don't think you get any other no other no other uh, criminal activities in that movie. No, because the movie is literally just focused on one person's life. So yeah. whatever else is going on is irrelevant. Yeah, not part of the. It story. would have been nice. It would have been nice to see something happen besides just the one story, just to show that you know, just to show that it's more. Why than just build a paradox? But why build on a world that only revolves around literally two act two actors? Essentially, there's no well, point. Why? Why mention it at all if you're what? not pulling up? Well, they have to mention the idea that that's what they're doing, but they don't. If they don't really have to talk about it, it's not really going to be in the movie, right? I mean, if it's never going to be brought up again, even as a passing statement, I guess it should. But be... But if what is it? What is it though? It's what the, isn't being brought up? Well, right. they they talk about what they do, right? They, they they basically go back in time and stop crime. Yeah. But you never so this, see that. Yes, because it's about this character. Because you, but you do see him going back and trying to Well, you see him things. doing What he's doing is he's 
but that's the that's the thing. They're explaining what he is doing. You don't need to see the rest of the time force. There's I only actually, thirty. There's only really thir- There's thirteen agents or something like that. There's a very small yeah, number. And 12, 12, to be yeah. uh, to be honest, that's they could literally just be thirteen different versions of John himself. Well, that's what I was thinking. Actually, my my. I so maybe you are little... seeing. Maybe you are seeing the the whole time you're is his life. That's well, no, it. that's that was my thought. I was thinking that maybe the aspect of it, the whole paradox, was actually just to keep him going as a paradox. Right, and that's the other thing too. Right, think about it. When he wakes up at the very beginning of the movie, the first two things he sees, right, are two signs. Yeah. Remember what those signs said? I remember reading them, but I don't remember what they said. Um, never do yesterday what should be done tomorrow. Oh, and then if at last you succeed, don't try again. Never try again. Never right? try again, yeah. Again, all of that, it's, it's just giving you the whole, like, it's, the whole movie is right there. But, essentially... Essentially, at the end of the movie, you see how he's he's dead set on not becoming the Fizzle Bomber. But at the end of the movie, you see him while he's staring at the screen, he kind of realizes that he has to become the Fizzle Bomber. If he doesn't become the Fizzle Bomber, he doesn't exist. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... Which is the paradox, and I think that's what I was saying. Um, is it, it's it's left you at the end of the movie. You're left with that. Does he actually go through with it? Because you don't see him do anything, and it's the does he end his loop? Does he does he want it to end, or does he want it to continue? Because at that point, fate is in his hands. No, it's not. That's the pole predestination. All his. He, it, regardless of what he wants to do, he is going to do this said thing, and it's and that's the paradox. It'll constant. That's the Ouroboros. He'll just go round and round. That's that's the thing of the movie. He will always become the fizzle bomber. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can't argue with the logic behind it. Right. That's that's the that's the whole thing, right? He'll always, they basically just they'll always end up creating themselves. Yeah. Because yeah, again, without the fizzle bomber, he doesn't exist. Yeah, and I think if I'm remembering correctly, the last thing that he said to his younger self was, "And I love her too." I believe is what it was, or one of the last things he said to himself was, "I love her too." I loved her too, yeah. Yeah, so I'm thinking, yeah, you're probably, you, you must be absolutely right with that because if he loved her as much as he's saying he does and his feelings are obviously true throughout the movie. Well, here's the other sense. thing, though. He, as the barkeep, he is the guy who ruined John's life. Yeah. That's what it is. He is... He is John, like, like that, like he's the one. So he is their child, right? So the two of them had a child. Hence, why he he like touches his hand before he leaves, 
at the end of the movie when John is in the bed, right? Mm-hmm. So. I got all a- that. I saw those things. The little minor details that Nick in there are um, they're really cleverly placed. I mean, it was a good movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, again, I, I 100% agree. I think it was fantastic. Right. But yeah, that's the whole thing. Um, the other thing, too, I've seen people kind of hated on the fact that uh, he just kind of gave him the bottle of liquor and said, oh, yeah, you win. Right. Like, didn't really acknowledge the whole story and everything and it's like well because it's his story <laughs> yeah it's got to play out a certain way obviously if things change if he you know if he didn't give the bottle of liquor he would come off as a person who wasn't honest and betray the trust of himself and then probably steer away the events i mean little things can change big things yeah but i mean realistic no, but no, but look at it this way. He could have easily said no, not given the bottle and be like, because I've been through this exact same thing, except I was blown up and I had surgery and blah, 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 blah. Like his life has significantly got worse from that point as well. Right? He was blown up. Yeah, that's right? fair. So technically, yeah, he could have easily said, no, my story's worse. Yeah, that's right. true. <clears throat> that's true. That's true. So, but yeah. So, um, well, yeah, I, so... I, I, I'm on your I'm on your side 100. percent This movie was fantastic. Thank you for suggesting it to me. Mm-hmm. So, I guess our next uh, segment is uh, if you would. Place any of the actors, who would you replace them with? So, I think I'm going to let you go first on this one. Hello. I'm going to let you go first on this one. I'm going to let you go first on this one. Man, totally lagged out. I'm here. I'm here. Hello? I can hear you. Can you hear me? It's a slow motion. <laughs> Is it really that bad? Hold on. All right. Hold on, John. Am I caught up? Well, your camera is still frozen, so I don't know. Hold on. I'll close it and open it. Okay. I think it. I think you got it. Good. I think so. Okay. And what I was saying is, I was going to let you go first. I, um, yeah, honestly, because there really was only three actors in this movie. I, I wouldn't, I don't have any, I thought they all did a great job. So I don't really have, I don't have no thoughts on that. So nobody, I wouldn't replace anybody. Well, you see, Hmm. it's an opinion, not who you would actually change because I agree the actors were fantastic. But for funsies, just for funsies, I 
thought Holy legs. very yeah, early on. Going on. You were lagging earlier too. I don't know if it's it's got to be you. Because your your whole thing just lagged again. Uh, if it's, I don't know on my screen. It was you who lagged. So it's your computer. It's your computer's fault. Sure. Um. <laughs> so again, for funsies, um, I thought early on that Kevin Bacon would be good in Ethan Hawke's uh, place. No, he's too old. No, not really. He's about the same age. Ethan Hawke's, I think, in his 50s. And I'm pretty sure Kevin Bacon's right around the same. You're going to yeah, hate but... my... my uh... Go you guys together. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say... Um... Yeah, no. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Wait, who? Ah, who did you say? Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Okay, I was thinking about somebody else. Yeah, I guess. But no. No. No, I, I agree Ethan Hawke was perfect for the role, but I thought very early on, with the grittiness of the new voice and the way he was presenting himself, I could have seen Kevin Bacon do it. You're going to hate who I said. <laughs> You're absolutely going to hate who I said for Sarah Snook. Or says the Sarah no. Snook, Sarah Snook. <laughs> Uh, Emma Stone. fucking Watson. <laughs> no, sorry, not Watson. Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah, no, that would have been terrible. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. She kind of when when she was mostly Jane, I kind of got the Emma Stone vibe from her quite a bit. She had that um what was the movie that Emma Stone was in? It was with the A. It was a big something A, big bad A or big letter A. It was a, something. It was she was a high school student. She had that same look with the the uh, the bangs and the glasses, and I just kind of immediately almost placed her in the same spot. And it just it registered to me for that. But I don't I don't see her doing the John role so well. So that's so where that whole you, thing Why would you <laughs> it's fun. That makes, no, that makes no sense. I don't know. I, I can't believe this movie didn't get in trouble for the whole PC thing. A lot of people around that time would have said, hey, this should, this should have been a transgendered actor. Because of, you know, I mean, all the things that were coming out. I mean, they had Brian Cranston getting in trouble for playing a, a quadriplegic. Um, wasn't it uh, Scarlett Johansson got in trouble for Ghost in a Shell? You know what I mean? Like they had all these different things that were going on in this relative same time period. So I, I just I I never heard anything about this one. But I also again I thought the movie was great, so I I wouldn't actually change the actor. It was two thousand and four. 2014. Yeah, that's within the last decade. I mean, yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't remember it being so canceled. There culture. was just, there was a lot, there was a lot of, 
things that changed in the last ten or so years, and maybe it was a little bit, a little bit after this. But I again, I have no problem with the casting of this movie. The story was great. the The premise was great. The fact that this came from a short story was really impressive. Is they made a ninety minute movie, and it didn't feel long or drawn out. It didn't feel like any scene was unnecessary. It didn't feel like anything needed to be changed actually. So, I, I mean, overall, I, I can't actually say that I'm saying anything bad about the movie. I'm just having fun with my fan casts. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, still, if you're going to do a fan cast, do a good job. That's Kevin Bacon's you. a good job, goddamn you. I didn't bother. Kevin Bacon is a good job, goddamn you. No, I was thinking like Kev- I don't know why, but I was thinking like Kevin Spacey when you said that, and I'm like, <laughs> that no, ah, definitely That's, not. Yeah, so, definitely not. So, no, Kevin yeah, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. No, much, no, much, that's much why. I, that's why I had to ask you again. I'm like, wait a second. Did he say Kevin Bacon? I was like, okay, that, that that's not uh, maybe, but no, it's like yeah, no, no, <laughs> but yeah, Emma. Uh, no, no, no. To your yeah, logic no, I, for that, any, any, basically any, any actress could have basically played that role. No, there was there was just things about her that she she gave me the Emma Stone vibe. It wasn't, when has it was, Emma Stone been in a in a role where she's beating people up and and, that wasn't, and being, that wasn't pre- part of being the vibe. pretentious? That wasn't part of the vibe. Pretend? You said pretentious? Yeah. She, like, okay, so I could tell you that there was a movie she was pretentious in, and you'll remember movie forty three. I don't. I don't remember that movie. I don't even think I've seen that movie, to be honest. Bruh. It's a skit movie. It's pretty funny. You'll probably hate it. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen it, but I don't remember it. But, yeah, I don't really care for skit movies. Yeah, well, she had a scene with, um, I want to say it was Kieran Culkin in a grocery store. And they were just going back and forth with really dirty shit. He said, uh, she, (laughs) she goes, how's your HPV? And he goes, it's your HPV. I'm just carrying it and they just bicker back and forth with shit like that <laughs> i think how is that pretentious uh, there was other things that they were saying I, I remember her just being kind of wordy and i don't remember the words obviously but i think it was along the same lines of pretentiousness i could be wrong it's been a while since i've seen the movie you don't remember either don't even act like that <laughs> No, I'm saying you're definitely wrong. Like those, the two, those two, like her, the actress, like Sarah Snoke and that character. No, I mean, like she, I mean, pretentious as she thought she was better than everybody. She had a chip on her shoulder. They said it repeatedly in the movie. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I bet I knew that I got. Yeah, I get you're it. saying that you're saying that. Oh, her Emma Stone being vulgar. Is the same as that. Like, no, that's it wasn't not... vulgar. There was, there was more to it. Than, I think she was being snooty, and I think that's what I was picking up on. But, anyways, let's not ramble about something so menial. Yeah. So, yeah, the next session, or blah, the next section is basically your your recommendation. Um. 
to be honest, I have no idea what this. Oh, what this what I, it says this is your segment. Your segment. This is the director thing, and, and I, I'm keeping this on a on a loose basis. I don't know exactly if I would call this a constant, but I had this feeling in the middle of the movie that I would have liked to see Christopher Nolan take on a project like this. I think he could have done a lot with the the whole time travel-esque part of it and the paradox to it, I think he would have made it look more visually impacting, which I think the only thing that I could improve upon this movie would be make it more visual, because there was a lot to it. And the, the, I liked the pop, the way that everything like blew away when they, when they uh, time-traveled. I thought that was really cool. But I feel like there could have been more visual impact to it that would have made it... I don't know. I like the, the Matrix-y visually flashy things i'm i'm into that kind of stuff so i think if christopher nolan took on this movie he would have had a it would have been much more inception <laughs> yeah but i think that would have eluded from the movie yeah i know it could have very much taken away from the plot i i do like that it was there was much less detail paid uh to the unnecessary things whereas in a lot of movies people will place like you know they'll do little spots for advertisements and shit like that i didn't catch anything besides duars in this movie for any kind of advertising if you if, if i'm remembering like realistically that's the only thing that i remember from the movie in terms of like a label or a name brand anything because that was the bottle that she well that he gave to john yeah yeah. Um, what about M. Night Shyamalan? Dude, I had that thought too. Because this movie is all twisty. Mm. I think, but I think the problem that Shyamalamalamalamalamalama Ding Dong <laughs> would have um, would have had is that he would have made everyone wait to the very end for all the twists, and it would have been like a, a maybe one minute and thirty second flash sequence of all the different things that made you that you know at first you didn't pick up on and then the last scene is all of them in the same scene almost instantly at the same time across infinite universes realizing holy shit we're all the same person that would have been shamalama lama bama lama dama lama that would have been his that's exactly what you said happened you didn't no 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 i no 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 and then the at, bar the very end, at the very end of the movie, you find out that the barkeep is, is the also the bomber. bomber. I actually, like I said earlier, I kind of picked up on that a little bit sooner. I figured that out when he fought himself in the boiler room uh, the second time. I kind of picked up on it then. He was... There was a lot of effort paid to keep the face down. He there was a lot of... He only fights the guy once. I know, but it's... It, he the only fighting fought. style. It, it, they were fighting the same. Yeah, but if he was in Asia, they know... Yeah, but they know that they knew that he's an agent. Who, the bomber? I'm almost positive they knew he was an agent. You keep freezing on my screen now. Yeah. 
Well, they do. You're talking about. You're talking about because. Holy crap! You just overlapped your audio so bad. (laughs) I don't even know how that just happened. I was catching up. These stupid video calls do that. Uh, We'll hear it all the time. Maybe maybe we'll have to invest in nitro. That'll, that'll fix the problem, I think. It's not too expensive. Um, this is not an advertisement for Nitro. <laughs> um, no, I don't I don't remember them saying that, but I guess it's possible they knew. I mean, I guess in theory, Mr. Robinson, Robinson created him. Yeah. That's the whole thing, yeah, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Mr. Robinson gives him the thing to go and find him at the end of the movie. It's just Mr. Robinson set it all up, like... Yeah, yeah. Shit. I am going to have to watch this movie again. <laughs> I told you to watch it twice. Hey, listen, I'm a working man. I have to do what I have to do. Hey, guys, it's John. Um, so we were originally going to discuss the movie The Guilty, um, <clears throat> but we decided against it after we finished recording because after looking into the movie, it just didn't seem like a good movie to discuss at the time. So instead, we decided to do The One from 2001, starring Jet Li. Um, And yeah, we'll talk about that one later. Um, So uh, for the end of our episodes, we're going to promote things that we suggest people would check out uh, for our own interests. Um, One being uh, one of the major inspirations for me is the Dynamic Ghoul podcast um, hosted by uh, Marvelous Joe and Johnny DC. Um, they do battles, they do reviews. The battles are really cool. You get good background on Marvel and DC characters. Um, and it's it's a really good time if you get so far as to be committed to them in a way that you'd be committed to a Patreon account, then you get to check out their additional remedies on there. Um, but we'll let you talk to them about that. Um, another yeah, so podcast... Check, oh, go ahead. check them out at dynamicduel.com. Yes, or anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, another thing that I would recommend, uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, TTRPG podcasts, and I really, really enjoy uh, NADPOD. Um, I feel they they kind of inspired me in a way to get back into tabletop gaming, and I am actively trying to be involved in at least one or two games right now um along with a champions game that we play with the dynamic tool podcast group uh, group so that's uh that's something to check out if you're into that kind of a thing and uh what about you zach what do you got um i'm listening to a bunch of podcasts at the moment um one of my favorite podcasts that I do uh, like a lot is actually called Fruit Loops, and it's a true cri- <clears throat> it's a true crime podcast, right? And um, it's a it's a true crime podcast about uh, serial killers who are of color, essentially, huh. right? Um. Very good podcast. Uh, I would definitely say if you're into true crime, check them out. Uh, Wendy and Beth are the hosts. They're hilarious. And uh, yeah, I would have to say that's probably my podcast shout out. 
Excellent. So, Excellent. Yeah. 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 Well, I think uh, I think that's it for us. Yeah. Not, not to be. I guess it's been. Real. <laughs> check out check out our YouTube channel at. Uh, there he is. Okay. Greg. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> I got that in there. What? The burp? That burp. 